GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to Gibraltar Today. I'm Jonathan Scott. Interest rates have gone up again, meaning pain for homeowners, especially younger ones, and pain for businesses, especially indebted ones. I spoke to Katie Docker about this. Are live events on The Rock getting harder to put on? We spoke to Viewpoint presenter Ros Astengo after an interesting television discussion. But first, Gibraltar Pride is happening on Saturday with a day of entertainment planned. Radio Gibraltar will be in the heart of celebrations. We spoke to Michael Beltran about his radio roadshow and also to some of the organisers of the main event. Rafa Nunez, Paul Perez and John Peace of the LGBTQ Plus Committee. They're hoping to educate, raise awareness and celebrate bringing the community together. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. <laughs> We're just good. getting things ready, you know, last minute things. Like, I'm probably the most hypocritical person today with my t-shirt says chilling, not chilling whatsoever. <laughs> Very stressed, trying to keep it up, <laughs> keep it together. Well, I suppose events are always difficult to put on and there's always a hundred things to do as you approach uh, D-Day. But I'm sure that you'll get there. I'm sure that everything will be all right on the afternoon. Um, okay, uh, Paul, um, what, are, what are your sort of feelings? Uh, I mean, are you concentrating on the event or are you thinking about what it's celebrating? Um, it's a bit of both. Um, so obviously, pride in itself is a little bit of a protest to society in terms of bringing awareness to a minority group that's always been persecuted. And obviously, we've not really had many protections within law. But obviously, looking forward to the amazing acts that we've got lined up. Um, also looking forward to seeing like everything come to a final finish, finally, after months of bear planning. Um, I'm the last person on the committee, so I would love for someone like Rafa or <laughs> John to explain the day a little bit better. But it's really exciting. Yeah, the, the day, um, what people can expect is very similar to last year. Um, it's going to follow the same kind of structure. So um, we start at 10 o'clock in the morning and it's a community-based event. So in the morning, we, it's, um, it's more family-based. We've got a lot of competitions and we've got a lot of charity stalls that are joining us. Um, we've got a lot of organisations that are going to be included uh, and we, we're just welcoming the whole community to, to come down. Uh, and that'll be before the speeches and the parade, same as last year. So we're going to have uh, speeches on the main stage at 12.30. So we welcome everyone to come down to, to listen to those. And then the highlights of the morning first session is the parade down Main Street. So we're really excited. Yeah, and that, I, that sets off at uh, what time? At one o'clock, yeah. This year is a little bit later because I'm not confused. Like um, St John's is still doing something no mm -hmm. they're doing like a small parade and That's we're kind right. of sharing the same day so we've had to push ours a little bit a little bit it, um, it is later. saint john's day international mm -hmm. saint john's day mm -hmm. yes yeah. so we're, we'll be celebrating together anyway because they'll be there also supporting after during the event so mm -hmm. it'd be great excellent so so um i hear celebrations and i know that it's a, a, a colorful event but i also hear paul saying <laughs> it, it is partly a protest how do you guys uh rafa and john weigh out the sort of celebratory aspects with the uh, protest part can I go? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like in Gibraltar, we're lucky enough to to be able to focus more maybe on the celebratory uh, aspect of the event because um, there is not... 
a mainstream or or a huge influx or of uh, hate crimes or or uh, painful situations for the LGBTQ plus community. It is true though that we've, we're seeing it all around the world. Like things are getting more and more delicate and the extreme right is getting a very powerful voice it seems that they're still a minority but they're a very loud minority and that they they do make the um, a kind of speech that for those people that uh had some doubts or maybe they don't feel as confident or comfortable or know as much lgbt his- history um they can easily be influenced in a negative way and the same way that we got the rights that we have the same way we can lose them eventually so there's nothing set in stone for us and that's i think that the main thing that people have to have in in their head when they're when they're approaching or coming to a pride celebration is yes have fun but be thankful that we can here wave our flags and be you know full of pride and joy celebrating with all the community whether they're part of the lgbt or not um but don't forget that there are still like 17 countries in the world where um lgbt people are persecuted and they have, they can be sentenced to death if, 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 you know essentially and, and, and so there isn't a, a a sort of a marked increase in in hate crime or hate speech in gibraltar which we should be grateful for mm-hmm. and acknowledge but we have also heard lorraine tell us in in just recent weeks that there are occasions when individuals are targeted because of who they are uh, and that uh, and for that reason that there is still an, an an aspect that needs to be sort of um it needs to be made clear to a small minority of people uh, that people need to be respected for who they are mm-hmm. and treated equally yeah. I, I think that comes into what we've been saying as well our hashtag this year our kind of statement that we're going by is um acceptance not tolerance um because we're not looking for you to tolerate us and obviously we're having those issues coming in quite often um it's it's on the increase globally uh locally it has affected us as well where there is a little bit more of hate speech coming towards our uh, direction but a lot of the time it's just education it's about reminding people that it's not that we don't exist we exist we've been around for a long time and in jeb we've just marked 30 years of decriminalization as well so it's a thing to celebrate to show how inclusive we are in gibraltar yeah I think that's a really important factor. And when when you say we exist, Paul, you mean lesbian people, gay people, bisexual people, transsexual, um, queer? We have the full LGBTQ plus uh, being represented in that statement. Um, I think it's important that people come down, especially tomorrow, we'll be showcasing a lot of the information about other um, aspects within the LGBTQ plus. We've got people that are non-binary that not many people understand about, so... On the day, we will be educating people as well within our stall. And just generally, if you talk to any of the stewards, they'll be able to inform you. We've also got a lot of uh, resources online uh, on our website. So it's quite, we're trying to educate first. It's not so much forcing it down anyone's throat. We're kind of just saying, come be part of us. Sure, sure. um, And at the risk of coming across as a devil's advocate, I hope I don't, but there was a talking point, wasn't there, in, in one of the comprehensive schools about the number of flags which uh, which were on display and, and, uh, and with the accusation being levelled that um, it was confusing uh, because there were so many uh, and also that, um, that uh, children start uh, at the comprehensives now at uh, a younger age and perhaps uh, uh, they are being encouraged uh, to to consider matters which they might otherwise think about later on in life. What, what would you say to that? So 
in reality, you can't force anyone to be LGBTQ+. Um, you're born that way. And although that's a bit of a cliche to say in that respect, it is a fact. Um, many people, especially young people, when they're kind of discovering themselves, will kind of try and deny that aspect. So if it was something that we could force people into, like you wouldn't try and not be. Okay. And that's the main point. But at the same time, oh, sorry. Um, there is the aspect of education in the UK students will start in year seven within uh, comprehensive. So this is going on around the world. Uh, education is especially important and awareness is important. And if we're bringing awareness to so many other topics, it shouldn't be an issue to bring up um, sexual identity, sexual orientation, gender mm -hmm. as a conversation starter. The um, particular situation you're uh, bringing up, that actually was um, done in the library within... Bayside and Westside, and the librarians decided they wanted to bring awareness. And funny enough, um, all that information that was put up on their displays is on the government website because obviously it's part of equality. It's about being able to express who you are. We're not saying you have to be one of those people. Of course, if you are a heterosexual person who generally just is born into your own way and you don't have to learn about yourself, you can still be an ally. You're still represented. So... I think people may have blown that out of proportion, really. It, it, but I suppose it speaks to the the fact that, uh, as you say, that there is a, a conversation to be had. Absolutely. It's why uh, we're so happy to, to have you here today and, and be able to talk about it, because I think that um, uh, talking and, and, and understanding um, different points of view helps us to develop our own thinking and, and develop as a society. Uh, we think anyway, no, we hope. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> if I can just really, can I add to what Paul was saying? Um, so, I, though, like you were saying very, very correctly, education is always like the main focal point, like that's for sure. Um, like you were saying also, being part of the LGBT is a genetic aspect, like it's not something you choose. Um, what what I have been thinking, it's just a, a thought that's come to my mind now, so... I Let's hope, hope it comes I, out right. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Um, but it's like, very, there's a lot of accusations out there saying that uh, most of the education or the way that schools are uh, projecting that LGBT knowledge, acceptance, diversity, equality, all of the, all of the above, um, is to groom children um when this is obviously not the case the only reason why maybe children would be maybe more lenient to the lgbt aspect community is just because we celebrate the fact that everyone can be themselves and they can be free and there's no judgment towards any other people if they compare that to what they're probably seeing at home or in other more personal areas of people being more restrictive not being tolerant or accepting or not even being open to or willing to understand somebody else's perspective it's more like my way or the highway then if i was a child back then i would still probably choose to go with the rainbow flag because it seems like much more fun than the <laughs> other side good for you <laughs> i don't think that came out too uh, antagonistic yeah, that was fine i think that was fine rafa um uh, gents, I could talk to you all afternoon, but um, but uh, it's fast approaching two o'clock. Uh, let's just remind our listeners and viewers of the essentials. Uh, Gibraltar Pride happening at Casemates starting at what time? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock in the morning uh, with the walk, the, 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 the parade is at one. Mm -hmm. Correct. And uh, Radio Gibraltar will be there as well. And um, you are also holding an official after party uh, at Viceroy. Yeah, that's correct. That's yep. right. What time's that starting? 
That's at 11 o'clock, I believe. Uh, but um, Viceroy are opening their doors earlier, but the official after party is at 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. We'll be at Casemates until midnight, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but people can start making their way into case into Viceroy. And if they're under 25, the Yard will also be offering an after party there, which um, people under 25 can, can go and have fun. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Michael Beltran. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, Jonathan. <laughs> How are you and, and, and what is Pride? What is Pride? Pride is about being, you know, proud of who you are and celebrating that fact. And uh, I was very proud, to use that word, uh, last year when we had... I mean, it, it wasn't our first Pride event. There have been some attempts, uh, attempts before, but this one certainly felt like the first proper one. Um, there were about 600... Um, about 600 or so people that turned up for last year's event, which blew my mind personally because I didn't know what the reaction was going to be. Like I said, we'd had uh, attempts in the past and not many people had really come out for it. Uh, and now... See what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do that intentionally. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was such a lovely uh, feeling to to see that last year, to see the number of people that turned out, to see the speeches, to look around and talk to people in the stalls, to do the parade and then to hang about in all day because there was entertainment all day uh, into the evening to watch the the entertainment. It, it was, and then I did um, a, a little uh, vox pop and a little interview with people uh, in the evening, which we featured on a news report uh, the following week. And I spoke to people, and they said it's about time we had something like this. So the good. reaction was positive. Yeah. Okay. So there's good ambiente. People felt oh, like it yes. was sort of almost like a coming of age. No, in, in, in this uh, in in this space, uh, you of course have mm. been to plenty of pride events in the UK mm-hmm. um, do they tend to follow a similar kind of just celebratory colourful um, feel? They do um, more often than not that is uh, the main gist of it it's also you know you, you get a lot of voices saying pride is a protest not a party or the other way around and it all comes from a protest it all came from you know that event that happened uh, in Stonewall in 1969 in New York where people pushed back uh, and um and said, you know, we're not going to take, you know, police coming in and stopping our uh, our enjoyment and treating us as as whatever they think we are, and that that lit up a fire uh, of what pride events would be in the future. And it's still, you know, the parade uh, and subsequent events are about raising awareness about things. It's about getting all. I mean, you hear the LGBTQ uh, committee say this all the time, but it is about getting the entire community uh, involved. The prides that I've been to, particularly in London and Manchester, you see organizations you see emergency services you see the nhs you see the police you see the fire department uh, you see all these groups marching down with their lgbtq um champions uh, yeah with their, with their champions yeah um, with their um employees or or allies i mean this is the great thing you know anyone can take part in it whoever turns up tomorrow you don't have to be lgbtq you can be straight as well it doesn't matter everyone's invited excellent um so with your uh, gbc and radio gibraltar caps on yes um you're doing a road show tomorrow mm-hmm. between 11 and 2 yes. and and you're also filming or helping to sort of gather material for a tv program 
programme? Absolutely, yes. Radio Gibraltar will be live down at Casemates from 11 till 2. It'll be myself and the wonderful Chloe Lodo. Uh, we got together for a Eurovision special programme on Saturday. Another colourful event. A very colourful event. Uh, they go hand in hand, really. And we got together for that programme on Radio Gibraltar back in May. And, um, and we're going to be co-hosting tomorrow. It's going to be fun. We're going to have interviews. We're going to be covering the speeches that are happening at around 12.30. And we'll be covering the parade as well. I'll be in there in and amongst the parade as it happens. And then, yes, throughout the day, I'll be down there with my cameraman, Chris Borge. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be coming to you. If you're about, come up to us, say hello, uh, tell us what Pride means to you. Uh, we want to get uh, as much material as possible. We're going to package it all together for a highlights program uh, on Tuesday at 9 o'clock on GBC uh, to, and then also on GBC News. We'll also cover um, the event as well on Monday. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. As we've been discussing, the interest rates have gone up again. Um, it's a decision taken in the UK, but it has uh, an immediate impact in Gibraltar, in our banks, and of course, for anyone who has a mortgage, Katie, uh, that is linked to uh, the base rate, then their mortgage just got a little bit more expensive. That's right, unfortunately, for those of us who have mortgages. The Bank of England announced yesterday that they were raising interest rates to 5%. This will have, as you said, an immediate impact on rates here. The decision by the UK's Monetary Policy Committee aims to bring the higher than expected inflation under control. The 0.5 percentage point increase is the 13th consecutive rise since December 2021, so not that long ago. Rates are now at their highest level since 2008, which is 15 years ago. This is, of course, good news for savers. But homeowners with mortgages uh, could be affected, especially if on a tracker product, you'll see that going up, or if uh, your fixed rate is set to expire soon. Um, And the change could also affect renters with landlords potentially passing on the increase to their tenants. I spoke to Chesterton's director, Mike Nichols, yesterday. He said the interest rate rises have been slow to affect the local property market, with normal owner-occupation markets still relatively strong. But he said we are seeing hesitation with buy-to-let investors, particularly in the short term, although he did say that they are still seeing interest in off-plan buy-to-let properties. I mean, I spoke to people in town and and, and, and they were definitely noticing the, the effects. I mean, I think obviously with everything going up in prices... I think, you know, sort of mortgage rates going up, I think it's almost the last nail in the coffin. And, of course, when you've got sort of a new family and obviously different commitments, everything's going up, price of milk, price of everything. Yeah, I mean, I think we can't help but to be concerned. Yeah, but I got a five-year five year fixed, so it was uh, not too bad. I'm sweating. Got, it's got to sort itself out in three years, and I'll be right. Definitely will probably take longer to sort of make the steps towards getting a mortgage myself and buying a house. Uh, in the long term, slowing everything down overall. So, yeah, it's pretty negative, I'd say. I'm on a fixed rate for, I think it's three years. So hopefully after that, the craziness has died down and back to normal. Definitely, definitely will affect me, yeah. Um, keeps going up, no, apparently. So let's see. Let's wait and see what happens. Is your mortgage fixed or on a tracker? Um, no, it's on a tracker, yeah. So you're noticing the difference each time then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But obviously I don't want to run the risk of fixing myself because... Indications are that it's going to go down at some point, so just hold it on to the right. Everything's going up, the minimum wage is still staying the same, and it's not helping the economic at all in any sense. So, yeah, it's going to affect and it's going to, it's going to 
<laughs> tighten the strings a little bit on my purse, to be honest. So, yeah, it's tough. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Today, we're still trying to make sense of a lively viewpoint discussion. Good afternoon to Roz Astengo. Hello. Are live events in Gibraltar becoming harder to put on? They certainly are, Jonathan. And it was lively, but, you know, it was even livelier once the cameras were switched off because there is a slight reticence of of putting all the issues out there because there's there is a feeling and I'm going to say it there is a feeling that if you if you speak out too much then it's their livelihoods that might be potentially at risk so well, I suppose um, event organizers have to work with the government exactly and you know and they very much want to work with the government but the fact is that um, the the licensing process has become more complex there's a far more complex administrative administrative process now that they have to undergo but at the same time, there is a reduction of cultural funding. So there are a number of points that were brought out. Now, for example, the Safety Advisory Group, that's been introduced a couple of years ago to ensure that big events are safe. Well, all events are safe for the public. So it's a very good thing. Everyone acknowledges that. But the question is, is it really necessary for the smaller events? Because it's putting them through an awful lot of hoops. And as one of the panellists uh, made, Jordan Lopez of buytickets.gi, he says, well, look, uh, events were pretty safe before SAG came along. But yes, whilst it's important for the big events, is it really that necessary for the smaller events? Uh, We did talk about noise complaints because uh, we got a lot of um, emails and and also uh, there was uh, quite an exchange on Twitter about this with people saying, look, we just don't want to, we support live music. We just don't want it, you know, shoved down our throats when we're in our living rooms trying to watch TV. Now, the, the, the musicians acknowledge this and which is why they've been calling on the government to uh, clarify the legislation, update the legislation so that there is clarity as to what constitutes uh, too much noise and what constitutes a nuisance because the RGP has the power to shut down an event in the, in the case uh, that it's a disturbance or a nuisance but they don't clarify what that is. Now, there was a draft bill that was presented to the stakeholders uh, a week or so ago and they found that it was deficient. It, it just didn't clarify it enough. So uh, John Cortez, the Minister for Culture, has accepted that and it's gone back to the drawing board and they're going to redraft it. But what my panellist said last night was that there was a lack of consultation. Uh, they've been waiting a few years for this legislation and right. then it's presented to them. So that was a, another issue. But I think the biggest point that they made last night was the fact that there is a lack of venues with all this construction with all this construction, um, there you know they, there are fewer places where they can hold music events. It's not ideal going into a sports venue because um, you, you know you have to protect the grass. Grass that costs you know up to five thousand pounds. They don't have the infrastructure. So what they're saying is, look, you, you, we've got sporting venues. We've got a new theatre. Why can't we have a purpose-built uh, event music venue where we can just go in and plug in our gear and and it keeps the cost down? Yeah. So we we have some clips from that um, if you're able to play. I think what would be great to see in Gibraltar is some kind of infrastructural support and that is one of the main reasons, well it's one of the reasons why La Linea is being so successful this year because they have venues. You can roll in and put on a show without having to put in all the infrastructure that the show needs. And I think that it's important for us uh, as musicians to be able to to thrive like dance like everyone else Mm. and drama and so we, okay. need, we need to work together for that. The solution is having a multicultural, multi-purpose venue. 
where you don't play sports and it's just for events. Entertainment. And entertainment and anyone can go there, get their own dates, book whatever they want to do and just crack on with it. And if it's out of city centre, even better. Us as organisers want to push forward and, and still be delivering this at our risk. And, but we are struggling to make that happen. So yeah. I think we just need to find that compromise and see how we can do it together, yeah. make it easier and not put okay. so many hurdles. And we'll do it. We are here to deliver entertainment. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.